It's Lochinvara trying to stamp himself as clearly the best horse in Australasia. And he starts to ramp it up now into the back straight. It's Lochinvara by five metres to El Orlando. On the outside, third is King of Swing. Then came Triple Eight, Wolfstride, one out, one back. Next is out to play from Star Galleria. Then somewhere secret, Malcolm's Rhythm. Our Uncle Sam well back in the field from Better Be the Bomb. And last is four big men. Second quarter was 30.1. And off the back straight, it's Lochinvara. Art Moran going for home now. Led six metres on King of Swing. The two big guns off the back of one, two. Elder Orlando kicks on. Then came Wolfstride. Up to the turn, though, it's Lochinvarat by five metres. King of Swing is struggling. Third quarter was 26.1. It's Lochinvarat five metres. Elder Orlando then came battling on King of Swing. It's Lochinvarat from Elder Orlando is trying really hard. But it's Lochinvarat. His name is Artie. It's time to party with Artie. And Lochinvarat, Australia's best horse, wins arguably Australia's best race. The Hunter Cup from Delray National. What yeah, that was last year, and that's just a reminder of what this horse can do. And we understand that he's getting very close to racetrack return. Chris Barsby, good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What's the latest there with him? He trialled on Tuesday, trialled well. It was only a two-horse trial. He was beaten about a half-head, half-neck margin behind Tango Tara, who steps out of the Bendigo Cup on Saturday night. But Lochinvarad is set to resume on Saturday week in his hometown cup, the Shepparton Cup. And uh, that'll be interesting to see what sort of field he goes up against there. But that's the first stepping stone for his return. So Saturday week, Shepparton Cup. What's been the major problem with Chris, injury-wise? Uh, he had the issue with the hoof and then there was an issue that sort of went further up the leg. So he's been off the scene since that race that you just replayed there, the Hunter Cup. I spoke with Brittany Graham yesterday. It doesn't feel like it's been almost 12 months because that race is fast approaching again for 2022, the Hunter Cup, but he has been out of action. They had that stop-start uh, campaign getting set for the Miracle Mile, and uh, unfortunately, as we know now, it didn't get off the ground. So his last official start was the Hunter Cup. So he's had those uh, little concerns with the, the hoof, uh, or, the, or the hoof, and then there was a little issue that went a little further up the leg. But he's done all of his rehab in Sydney at Cobbity Equine. And he had that trial on Tuesday. And by all accounts, uh, they were more than happy with the way he mm. came through. And that's the most important thing. He's still an entire, isn't he? Yes, he is. And he's been serving. That's I think what they, I was uh, going to ask. I thought he was serving yeah. a few mares, yeah. Yeah, I think he got probably just under 50, I think, for the, for the current season. So... Um, I think they were happy with those numbers, given the, the circumstances. So that's the latest. So Saturday week, some other disappointing news coming through, Steve. Plymouth Chubb, this star trotter, who's had an unbelievable rookie campaign. I think it's 14 from 15 starts. Uh, he's won four group ones. He broke down earlier in the week. So he's going to be out of action uh, for quite some time. I think uh, it was the... Uh, uh, it was a, a near side injury to the hind leg and uh, it requires an operation. So unfortunately, we're not going to be seeing him anytime soon. It'll be interesting to see if he comes back at all. Nah. And news out of Perth this morning, Magnificent Storm is a scratching. This free-for-all tonight, and I'll talk about it in just a moment when we go through the market movers, but this is an absolute uh, entree for what's to come with the Fremantle and WA pacing cups. But Ray Williams said, he probably just wasn't entirely happy with the way he came out of that race that he won last Friday night. And because it's so hot over there, it's been extreme weather over there, that he just wasn't prepared to back him up again after that hard run that he had last week. So he comes out, which really opens that race up tonight. But 
The good thing is, he's just erring on the side of caution. So there's no major setback. He still is 100% committed and focused for the Fremantle and WA pacing cups. But just given the extreme weather over there, he's just decided to pull him out tonight. That's really disappointing with Plymouth Chubb. I actually thought to myself, watching the horse win the other night, it was a gritty win. He got the job done, fell in. I thought that horse needs a decent spell. We know that that's not what they do, that stable. They just like to keep them up and running, don't they? Um, yeah, exactly long... right. Mm. He's a Hall of Fame trainer, Peter Manning, and there's probably a lot of people out there that want to want to knock Peter Manning. I don't know why, because his record speaks for itself. He knows what he's doing with a good horse, and uh, he's been remarkable this season. I think the plan, they were looking at taking him to New Zealand, COVID permitting for a shot at the Derby and a few other feature races over there. So that would have been very interesting if Plymouth Chubb had gone to New Zealand to take on their best. But as we know now, that won't be happening. So mm. he's going to be out of action for quite some time. All right, well, that's disappointing. You talked about this big one tonight at Gloucester. Hurricane Harley, is he hanging on to favouritism or the skin of his teeth yeah. at the moment? He is, and there was good money coming for Hurricane Harley yesterday. I spoke with Jared Daffy, and he outlined that there was money starting to come for Hurricane Harley. So I'm not sure if there was some sort of whisper about about Magnificent Storm and punters were getting in whilst they could. 3.30, the opening price today. He's now $3. Matty Young, we spoke with him yesterday. He thinks he can lead both Perfect Major and Val Catherine to his inside. So he's, uh, he's the favourite at this point in time. Uh, Patronus Star, he's been a little steady. We go down to the bottom here. Chicago Bull, 340, rock solid. Minstrel, 390 out from 380. Mighty Conqueror, he's at $12. So best fact is Hurricane Harley, but that race has been flipped with that big scratching of Magnificent Storm. He's going to be up, now, we'll move. up front, no yep. doubt, working, making his own luck, Chris. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. He hasn't had a great deal of luck with barrier draws, and when he does draw well, he normally gets the job done. So... The fact that he's come up with barrier three, he has been well fancied. Matt Young thought he had a really good chance as well because if he leads, we know he's a really good front runner. So that'll be interesting, that race tonight. It's a, it's a star-studded lineup that program at Gloucester Park. A couple of good races coming through tomorrow night, Steve. We'll go to Menangle firstly. Race five, this is the free-for-all. And this is a high-quality lineup as well. Uh, just looking at the market movers here. Uh, best back in this race has been number three, Stylish Memphis, the, the Ladyship Mile champion from last year. She's here to defend her title. Sent over to Jack Trunner from Mark Jones. Uh, she's been 250 into 230. And others in the race that have been easy include Muscle Factory. He's 420 out from four. And Mac Da Vinci, who failed during the Inter-Dominion, he's 550 out from five. But the best back there is the Mayor, Stylish Memphis. That's the free-for-all tomorrow night at Menangle, and Bendigo, as I said, it's Bendigo Cup night tomorrow night. A couple of good races there coming through. Races five and seven are our features. We'll start with the trot race five. This is the Aldebaran Park Maori Mile, and Tornado Valley, he's 260 to 230. Uh, Queen of Crime, fresh off her Vic Bread success last week, $15 was put up. She's now into $9.50, and those that have been uh, a little easy in this race include Aldebaran Ravani, 480 out from 390. Then we go down to I'm Ready Jed. It's now 8 out from 650. And Majestic Man, he's been a little easy as well. He's 7 out from 650. So the two at the top of the page there, Tornado Valley and Queen of Crime, they've both found support. And looking at the cup race tomorrow night, which is race number seven, uh, the favourite here is Spirit of St. Louis. He comes down for Cobbity Equine, Luke and Belinda McCarthy. Jack Callaghan takes the drive on this uh, horse tomorrow night. And he's the favourite. Uh, he went up at uh, 250, and uh, he's now trading at 240. 
Uh, there's been a little bit of interest there in number five, Triple Eight. They put up, uh, put up six fifty. He's now four dollars sixty. So there's been good support there. And number eight, Tango Tara, the horse that beat Lock and Barrett in the trial, thirteen dollars was offered. He's now seven. So you'd say the best back there are numbers five and eight. Triple Eight backing up from the Inter Dominion. This is his first start since he failed in the final. And Tango Tara, they've both found support. So they're the two features coming through from. Uh, Bendigo tomorrow night and Albion Park the market is up for race one this is a cracking free-for-all tomorrow night to start the program uh, the favorite there at last check was Elil Cool J he was favorite over turn it up but Elil Cool J at this point has been the uh, the early market mover and Shane Graham has committed to Elil Cool J in preference over turn it up so Adam Sanderson will take the drive on turn it up that race has lost some uh, star power, Gerardo's delight, the group one golden girl winner, she's out, Mr. Freeze, her stable mate, also out. So a little disappointing there. We're going to place a call to Albion Park now. Chief Executive Scott Steele jumps in the chair this morning to tell us all things about Albion Park harness racing tomorrow night. He's online now. Scott, good morning. Good morning, Chris, and good morning, listeners. Can you steer us into a winner tomorrow night? Well, I like one there, Chris, tomorrow night. It might be a bit of, bit of odds in race seven. I do like being on a leader. I think number two, Artful Maid, will jump straight in the bunny. Um, I expect it to be around that 3 or $4 mark, so I think it represents good value. Can't see too much pressure there, so we'll go with race seven, number two, Artful Maid. OK, we'll take the tip there. Race seven, number two, Artful Maid. The pressure's on. Kate's been in a really good form in recent times, and you're deputising this week, so uh, I'm sure uh, a few people will let you know if Artful Maid doesn't salute. And, and she'll be one of them that let me know if I don't keep the, uh, the good trend going, I can assure you. So, uh, yes, no, there'll be no shortage of critics out there. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly do our best. And uh, obviously an eight-race eight program, but some quality racing in there. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really strong program. That's free-for-all. That's going to be very intriguing how it sort of sets up. LL Cool J comes up with a nice draw. Colt 31's got a nice draw as well. He's getting set for a Sydney campaign, as we know, Colt 31. So... There's a bit at stake here in this first race tomorrow night. Yeah, I did think he was over the odds, Colt 31. I, I don't know what he's into now, but I know he was about 9.50 before the scratchies, but um, I, I thought he'd press forward and he just probably didn't deserve to be those odds and uh, be a bit of a swan song for Grant and the team, one of their favourite horses, before he heads down to, um, to Sydney, but uh, certainly not without a chance in, in the first race, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And just whilst we're, we're talking about Kate, News coming through that her father is moving to Queensland. There'd be some pep in her step. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people would be excited by the fact that this champion trainer is going to full Queensland home. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Every time we get another trainer to Queensland, it's, it's great, Chris. But when it's one of the uh, calibre of Tim Butt, well, it certainly says the industry's doing something right up here. And uh, he's very keen to get up here. He likes the social environment up here. And... Uh, Obviously, uh, he's happy, and obviously, it's good that uh, his daughter's up here working along well as well. So, uh, no, it'd be great to have Tim up here, and I'm sure he'll be very successful when he brings his team up here. Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to it, and that should be by uh, next month, by the, the time they probably get uh, set up and uh, acclimatised. So, we'll be seeing some uh, Timbard horses at the track in the near future. Scott, really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, we'll see you trackside tomorrow night. Good on you, Chris. Talk then. See you, mate. There's Scott Steele, Chief Executive of the Albion Park Harness Racing Club, joining us, uh, filling in for Kate Butt this morning. So the tip, race seven, number two, Artful Maid. So race seven, number two, Artful Maid, expecting that mare to go all of the way. It's only a small field, but uh, it should be a competitive race because there's a number of mares 
in really good form. Ryan Spice won't be too far away from joining us just now. Before Ryan joins us, just turn it up. I watched that race, the last race there. It was just a painless watch at short odds, wasn't it? it? Got the right sort of quarters up front and it was sort of just a, just a brush home job, wasn't it, for that horse last week? Well, it was like track work, Steve. Yeah. There was just no pressure. He was able to zoom across as we all expected, lead, and there was just no pressure whatsoever. So he just ruled through that first half. And even the third quarter, uh, to see a free-for-all to get that sort of sectional, it's just unheard of. So it was little wonder that he was able to get up the lane in a tick over 26 seconds, which gave his rivals absolutely no chance of running him down. It's going to be a good test tomorrow night with Turn It Up, looking to overcome that second row draw, but we know he can do it. That uh, performance when uh, he just let rip going into the back straight when Colt 31 was in front that day, I don't think a lot of people will forget that. So mm, I don't think he'll forget just it. The I think he said back straight bull rush quarter or something like that when he was at the one oh, one breathtaking that speed that night, Steve. So he's capable, but I think a lot of people have probably just got him linked now as a, as a leader only. So mm. it'll be interesting. Yeah. Ryan Spice is with us now, Chris. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are you? Yeah. Any New Year's resolution on the punning front? Uh, just keep the train rolling. <laughs> okay. You're not <laughs> tweaking anything? No. Fair enough. Vic Bread Night last Friday night. I know you were keen there. Did you did you end up on the right side of the ledger? Uh, yes, it was a brilliant night. Okay. Okay. Well, let's continue with that brilliant form for this weekend. We were just talking about that free-for-all at Albion Park tomorrow night. Very intriguing race. Have you got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, I just noticed SpaceX is out as well now, so the three Butler runners have come out. Um, I think now Cool J will probably get his chance at the front end with Colt sitting 1-1 and more than likely Governor Jujon covering him up. So, yeah, I think it'll be a intriguing little race. And, uh, yeah, hopefully my boy Cool J can prevail. Okay, so LL Cool J for you there in race one. What takes your fancy this weekend? Are we looking closer to home here at Albion Park or have one of these big races down south caught your attention? Uh, yeah. Actually, I did like the spirit of St. Louis with Jack Elligan taking the reins. Uh, comes up with a draw uh, of barriers. Without a doubt, Torrid Saint gets to dictate them, but he certainly is most effective driven tit sprint. So I think Jack can press on to the front. Currently, T60 with Tab. Um, I think he'll give a great sight. Okay, so race seven, number two, Spirit of St. Louis. Is there anything else across the weekend that takes your fancy? Yeah, close to the home, I'm really keen that Scoob Operator can go off his Tuesday victory and salute again here on Saturday night for Dean Tanoskis. I think he may have to do a little bit more work than he did on Tuesday to get up and over, but he certainly is the fast runner of the race, and that's race four, number seven. Race four, number seven. His sectionals were super sharp there on Tuesday. Oh, they were they were great for Horset Park. But his form in New South Wales prior to coming up this time in was first rate. Um, and it looks like it'll be a short, sharp campaign and it'll be a profitable one. Okay, we'll take the tip. Race seven, number two, Spirit of St. Louis in the Bendigo Cup. And here at Albion Park, race four, number seven, Scoob Operator. Ryan, as always, appreciate the time. We'll be chatting again next week. Cheers, Chris.
There's Ryan Spice joining us. Darren Clayton is about to join us online now to go through his thoughts on this eight-event program. Short and sweet tomorrow night at Albion Park, but the quality is certainly there, highlighted yeah. by that free-for-all scoop operator. He looked one of the better bets on the program for mine as well, so I'm not surprised that Ryan is keen on his chances and even that mare's race a little bit later that Scott was tipping artful made in. So there's a few horses that have got some... Uh, Really good claims here tomorrow night. Mm. Chris, one day, uh, no doubt, over the coming weeks, uh, when we've got more time, uh, re Albion Park and what the future is with the Olympics and, and also the possibility of a, a new track. Hopefully that might be announced by Racing Queensland in this year as well, where the new site's going to be, and we might have some more details on that, hopefully, later well, in the we, year. We can only hope, Steve, because time is ticking now that we're into 2022, so we're 10 years away from the uh, Olympics being staged here in Brisbane. Uh, there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be carried out as far as works are concerned. So I think we'll be getting an announcement. Uh, well, you would surely hope that there would be an announcement coming this year. So as soon as that uh, does become available, we'll certainly talk mm. more about it. Darren's with us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are we today? I'm well. What was that kookaburra really thing well. you put on Twitter with that wearing a hat? What was that all about? Uh, there was a, a pretty good performance on Wednesday night, Steve, by a horse called Kookaburra Princess that um, may or may not have been carrying a little bit of uh, extra freight <laughs> for me. Okay. <laughs> We've got eight of the best tomorrow night. It's, it's a short, compact little program here at Albion Park tomorrow night. What takes your fancy? What is your best bet? Yeah, I thought uh, in race two, horse number one, first string, uh, looked a good bet, Chris. Uh, he likes to roll in front, gets the gate to, to be in that position. Doesn't look a great deal of pressure drawn to his outside and uh, a couple of scratchings as well. Um, I thought he gets his opportunity to take them all away. He's been pretty good of late. Um, I'd, I'd imagine he'll come up around about the even money quote, I thought. Maybe even a little bit better than that with the announcer um, performing so well on Tuesday. So... Um, all being said, I thought that was his race to lose, race two, number one, first string. Okay, so first string, the Darren Clayton best bet at Albion Park tomorrow night. Any thoughts on the quaddie tomorrow night? Yeah, well, it's um, a tricky little quaddie, I thought, with a, a few um, scratchings now and knocked around in that first leg. Um, I thought it was a really open race. It's one of the, it's the second division of the qualifier. I've got uh, three horses in there, numbers two, Tracer Bullet, number five, Life O'Brien, and number nine, Recipe for Dreaming, but could certainly entertain playing that a little bit wider. Um, Tracer Bullet, he's been in good form, but this is a big step up in grade for him. I thought Life O'Brien um, draws a little bit tricky out in gate five, but I thought he does get a chance here. He's been thereabouts in this sort of grade for some time now, but uh, he certainly gets his chance there. Number nine, Recipe for Dreaming. He's just a consistent old performer. He was a winner a couple of runs back, and uh, he shouldn't be too far away. So we're going two, five, and nine in that first leg. Okay, what about race six? Early scratching here, number two, OB1. Yeah, that's, I'll have to reassess here now, Chris. Um, I did have Obi-Wan on top. I thought he was he was ready to strike. He'd been placed. But uh, with him out of the race now, um, firmly into the court of Go Lightly, um, he took on that open company race last week, that free-for-all that turned it up one, probably more so in it just to ensure the race went ahead. But uh, he was far from disgraced. He wasn't too far away. And um, he's on the way up. 
back to qualifying grades, it's, it's a huge class drop. So I've got him on top, throwing number five, captain's pick. Uh, he's won three in a row. Uh, the last start in the Members' Cup took them all the way. He's won all three of those starts, have been over the 2,100 and where he's led. So he drops back to the mile here and perhaps um, won't be in front. So I will certainly include him. Uh, number one, Letizier, not overly uh, quick out of the out of the gate, but should be able to settle close enough from there. So we'll throw her in or him in as well. So numbers one, five, and six in the second league. One, five, and six. That takes us across to race seven. This is the mayor's race, and we've got an early scratching, an important early scratching of Voodoo Lou. So how many do we need to play now? Yeah, another one that I had on top there. So I think um, we can play this. Probably with three runners. Um, it's good to hear Scott mentioned before. He thought Artful Maid could get to the front. I had her in the same sort of position, and um, now that Voodoo lose out, I think Artful Maid will get that that easy trip. Um, so we've got her in there. She's Koala T. Um, she's been in great form. She's been runner up three in a row, and then has won her past two. So she won't be far away. And number six, Sweet Gemma, throw her in as well. A little bit disappointing last week in that Mayor's Qualifier, which she's Koala T uh, was able to win, but um, she can certainly bounce back. So numbers two, four, and six, which brings us to the last leg, a Mayor's Qualifier, and this is probably as open a race as you could get. I, I think the early speed and the maps got me quite confused. I'm going to put number five, Rani, on top. Um, she'd, had, she'd been out of the drawer and faced some tough gates, made full advantage of gate one last time at Redcliffe and took them all the way. I don't think she gets to the front from gate five, but I actually thought she might be a little bit better off the speed anyway. Uh, number nine, goal kicker. Um, she's in good form. A winner two runs back and then just no luck last week in that uh, in that race claimed by she's Koala T. Snuggles Ben Euler is the type of mare that can certainly bob up. It's never too far away. And number one, better memories. Not sure whether she's up to winning it, but uh, she's never too far away, and gate one is certainly a big advantage for her. So numbers one, five, six, and nine in the final leg race eight, which is uh, a little bit of an early finish tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Just repeating your numbers. So two, five, nine, that first leg, one, five, six in the second leg, third leg, two, four, six, and then we bring it home with numbers one, five, six, and nine. So we can find all your insight and thoughts for this meeting by going to the Racing Queensland website. The dashboard is up for perusal as we speak. Before we go, Hobart is pressing, but uh, just your thoughts on that first race tomorrow night, the free-for-all. Yeah, it's, it's really tricky. Um, I've put Turn It Up on top, um, mainly off the back of that I thought Deus X would get to the front, but now he's out. LL Cool J certainly gets his chance out in front. Don't discount Colt 31. I think... Um, he trolled pretty good, and I think from, from that gate, they sort of pull the trigger early, and we know he's not super quick out, but if he gets forward, he will certainly be in there. But I, I thought turn it up, if he can recreate that uh, run like you mentioned earlier, um, earlier this year or earlier last year, where he just absolutely blitzed them down the back. Um, he's got that electric speed when they really use it, whether that be out of the gate or, or in one run. So I've got him on top. I think that the class might just see him home. Okay, so turn it up for you in the first. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll check out the Racing Queensland website to get the dashboard for tomorrow night. Eight races getting underway at 5.32. We'll talk again next week. No worries, Chris. Thanks for that. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Chris.